What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Monarch Whiskey Tales. Uh, where are we? Sunday, 23rd of June, just after midday. <laughs> I've had a productive morning. I've done a bit more painting on my table. Again, I got bored, so I only did the table, but it's going to rain, so I couldn't really do any more, although that's what I'm saying to myself, although it hasn't rained yet. So anyway, whatever. Um, so qualifying, French Grand Prix. Uh, pretty good session, actually. Um, oh, fucking hell. What was that? Sorry, I'm crack-a-lacking and moving things around, and I think it's all, all good. Yeah, shit. So, um, yeah, it was a really good session, actually. I quite enjoyed it. It was... Um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting session. Let me pull up some stuff. I actually, if you've been following the World Cup, oh, I'm running low on battery. Fuck, I'll be all right. Um, Cricket World Cup. It was quite an interesting game last night with India and Afghanistan. Afghanistan almost beat India, literally like four runs. <laughs> they would have won. It was so close. Just a couple of wrong shots at the end that some of the Afghani players played, and then. Uh, that one of the bowlers got a hat trick and won the game with a hat trick. It's fucking amazing. Three ball, three wickets, and three balls. So, yeah, really incredible game. Uh, shame Afghanistan didn't win because it would have been nice to scupper India's chances slightly because we got beaten by Sri Lanka or England got beaten by Sri Lanka. So that was, um, yeah, that was a stressful cricketing weekend as well. Although I didn't see what happened with um, the other cricket match. Um, <laughs> oh, West Indies almost beat New Zealand. I should have watched that. New Zealand 291 for 8 or 50 overs. West Indies 286 uh, all out. Oh, man. <laughs> Carlos Brathwaite took the West Indies in five runs of an astonishing triumph over New Zealand in a thrilling World Cup match. Old Trafford was caught as he went for the six. His side needed to win. Oh, but he had, you know, 49 overs. You had an over to spare, mate. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, well, <laughs> never mind. But that would have been good. Again, we need New Zealand and India to lose a few games. Or actually, maybe we don't. Actually, apart from, I want England to beat them, obviously, but they need to beat everyone else. And then we'll get through, hopefully. So, yes, there we go. Um, sorry, I got distracted by cricket. I do apologise. So, yes, uh, French Grand Prix. Um so what I'll do is uh, we'll go to f1.com because their results are better. <coughs> the BBC site isn't as good for that, actually. So uh, hang on. Races, France. Results, motherfucking results. <coughs> hang on, I'm having a tea. So I'll take you through the results quickly and then um, we will... Uh, then I'll talk about what's going on. That's the sort of system that's kind of working at the moment for me. So, um, so Lewis Hamilton on pole. Let's go, Hamilton. Fucking yes. Um, Bottas second. Uh, Charles Leclerc third. Really good job from him. Uh, Max Verstappen found some pace because Red Bull was struggling actually in the qualifying session. So they did they did a good job. Um, uh, d d d yeah, so Max Verstappen in fourth. That was really good. Um, and then the, the really the result of the day really both McLaren so you got Lando Norris in fifth and Carlos Sainz in sixth um it's a really really great job from them they were super stoked with that they found some really good performance in their upgrades in terms of uh 
chassis development and aero downforce and all that kind of shit so yeah they're doing well there Vettel seventh that was um he struggled in the first part of the qual- third qualifying session and had to abort the lap and then came out this, after that and couldn't quite improve because the wind picked up so no one really improved so he just sort of stitched himself up a bit there but so unlucky from him he had an issue I think with the gearbox missed an upshift which messed him up on that first lap and anyway we'll get back to that um, so that's Sebastian Vettel 7th and then Danny Ricciardo 8th only just behind Vettel and then Pierre Gasly 9th yeah he's struggling a bit uh, and then Antonio Giovinazzi in 10th so really good job from him uh, for that was for Alfa Romeo racing Ferrari. Uh, then you've got best of the rest. So Alexander Albon for Toro Rosso. Um, I think he's going to have a strong race because he can basically choose his um, uh, strategy. So he's going to be up in the mix into, you know, he could be top eight potentially tomorrow. So watch out for him. Raikkonen as well could have a good race and Hulkenberg for Renault. So those three, I think, are going to potentially have a really good race tomorrow. Um, so hang on here I'll just talk you through the things so, so Alexander Albon 11th Kimi Raikkonen 12th Hulkenberg 13th Sergio Perez 14th for Racing Point um, they're struggling but mm, I don't know what to say about them Magnussen 15th for Haas they've just dropped off massively I don't know what's going on with Haas they're struggling really struggling uh, Daniel Kvyat for Toro Rosso Honda 16th so he's getting a penalty because of engine changes and stuff so he'll actually fin- uh, start at the back of the grid um Roman Grosjean then 17th for Haas he had a shocker it's his home race that's a bit of a shame for him um Lance Stroll racing point he it was weird he just I don't know because Perez managed to outqualify him by quite a long way in the second part of the qualifying session and um yeah so it was weird and no, in the third in the first qualifying session actually so yeah weird one from him and then George Russell and Robert Kubica the best of the rest but again Russell's half a second up on Kubica so um, but he also has some engine penalties so he's actually going to start behind Kubica so Kubica's actually going to start uh, 18th um, and then yeah so starts a few places up so that's good for them so yeah the qualifying session um, let's just flick over to here so it was a weird one, like, for Hamilton and Bottas, it was like, um, Bottas kind of had the edge all weekend over Hamilton so far, like, he managed to um, uh, do really well in all the practice sessions, and was looking like he had about two temps on Hamilton, but then, when it kind of mattered, and which is just typical what Hamilton can do, he can just turn it up when he needs to, and he just started dominating through the qualifying sessions, so, through the three stages of qualifying, so, um, yeah, I mean, really good from him. I mean, he, he was one of the only drivers to improve on the um, second lap of the third qualifying session. So, um, so yeah, good job from him. Really good lap. They did a side-by-side comparison, and it was literally like, it's incredible. A couple of corners difference, just how they take the entry to the corner and how much curb they might take, and then um, how... How will take an exit of a certain corner, which just carries a slightly bit more momentum, and that just gets him that kind of, you know, extra twenty meters down the track ahead of Bottas. And it was only uh, three tenths of a second difference in the end, but it's just these tiny little margins that are um, the difference. And again, I think I said this at the beginning of the year, like Bottas came out so strong and was outperforming Hamilton with, with in the qualifying sessions and was on a bit of a roll, and then. 
Hamilton's just then had to find another level, which he's, he seems to always have that ability, that extra level in him that he can just step it up a notch and just beat the person he's driving against, especially at the moment. So it must be so frustrating for Bottas because he's, he's driving so well, but then you've got this fucking annoying dude on the other side of the garage who can just step it up when he needs to. So it's, um, yeah, God, yeah, crazy. Um so yeah, that was those two. They both did really well. They're looking really strong for the race. Uh, I think the top five all, all managed to start, or top six all managed to start on. Actually, I don't think it, quite a lot of them actually. They so in your quali- in the second part of the Q two qualifying session, your fastest lap that you do, you start on those tyres for the race, and then they the reason being that in the third qualifying session it just allows the drivers to just put on some the stickiest tyres and just go for it. Um, so. And I think everyone down to Ricardo in eighth managed to start on the medium tyre. Um, so that's really good for them, which is, seems like a good race tyre initially. And then they're probably going to go onto the hard tyre after that. Um, one stop race for sure. Pierre Gasly had to put on the soft tyre to get through into the top 10. So it's kind of like, man, I don't know. <sighs> if I was him, I mean, just to get in the top 10, I don't think it was worth it. He's on the soft tyre, which is the worst race tyre. So everyone in front of him is on a better tyre, and everyone behind him, apart from Antonio Giovinazzi, is probably going to start on the hard tyre, which means Gasly's fucked. (laughs) And Giovinazzi, they're both... So I really consider those two, they're going to be well down after the first set of pit stops, for sure, because they're going to have to pit it within... I don't know. I mean, the soft tyres weren't lasting long on a full tank of petrol. They were like going off after like two or three laps, apparently. So, um, so they're fucked. So, <laughs> unfortunately, if anything, it would have been better for Pierre Gasly to just qualify eleventh or twelfth or something. Really, just strategy for the race, and and rather than trying to push it. And yeah, I don't know. I think they might have made a little strategic error there. And it's not good for him because to be able to, to have to do that, but he's just not quick enough to. He wasn't quick enough on the medium tire to get stay in the top ten, so he's struggling. And the amount of pressure he must be under. God, he's such a young kid, and Red Bull are bastards for putting pressure on people. So they just demand the best, and it doesn't help that he's got Verstappen on the other side of the garage. He's just a fucking genius. So <laughs> it really doesn't happen. Well, help him at all. So. Um, so they're in trouble. So like I said, Alexander Albon, Kimi Räikkönen, and Nico Hülkenberg, watch those three tomorrow. I reckon they're going to have a good race and at least get into the top. Well, they probably should theoretically finish within in the top 10 somewhere. And that kind of Ricardo eighth position, maybe even seventh as well, or even fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, that, that could go either way. You just don't know where that, how what's going to happen in that. So for sure... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully Hulkenberg has a good race because it's Renault's home race, so it'd be good to see them get some good results. I mean, even McLaren doing well is good for Renault because it's a Renault engine in it, so, um, but it's not that good that they qualified higher than Renault. But McLaren have really sorted their shit out and they're, they're really getting their stuff together now and they're bringing good upgrades and progressing the car forward and making really good progress. So considering where they were a few years ago, it's so good to see them. And they've got a really strong team, a really strong driver lineup, who there's basically nothing between them in terms of lap times and, you know, racecraft and all that. So that's really good for them. So that's, that's awesome. I'm really glad to see that. 
Um, what else happened? A few little incidents in the Q3 session. No, the Q1 session, sorry, the first session. A few people getting in the way of each other and a few minor incidents. But I don't think anything that really anyone's going to get penalised for. Ricardo and... Um, I'll just see if anything's happened with that. Ricardo and Raikkonen had to go in and talk because talk to the stewards because Ricardo kind of hampered um, a lap from Raikkonen and then that caused a kind of domino effect which then affected Grosjean's lap and he came out and complained and as per usual because he's a whinging bitch. Um, <coughs> excuse the language. But um, although I've said worse than this, I don't know why I'm saying that. But... Uh, yeah, he was just saying, oh, yeah, I didn't get the upgrades. Magnussen's got them, because it's my home race, and rah, 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 and then these guys fucked up my lap, and rah, 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 but it's like, Jesus, man, fucking hell. So, yeah, if you're going to have that much negativity, it's going to come back on you, and you just it, just be positive. Try and make something of it, and uh, I don't know. Never mind. Um, what else happened? I'll just talk you through what people said. Um, Hamilton says Valeteri has been quick all weekend and the last two laps were the ones the last lap uh, I was up nearly a second and I lost it in the second to last corner he got a big snap of oversteer but he managed to keep hold of it but still managed to improve his time so he just had such amazing middle sector uh, Botta says it's been really close all weekend down to the fine details which I'm sure it was if you look at the um, side by side comparison that they did on their Sky Sports um, it's really interesting to see how tiny little tiny little differences in the line of a corner or um yeah that was basically it just the lines of the corner and slightly later breaking into a certain corner and it just that makes that little bit of difference it's just amazing so yeah so so he says um really close weekend down to fine details but in final qualifying the wind changed and that made the track different and my lines did not work in a couple of places and actually lewis kind of went on to say that when the wind picks up which it was getting quite windy and people were complaining and it was slowing people down on one of the straights because it was like a headwind. Um, Hamilton was saying when the wind changes and it starts doing that, you have to kind of know where you can push and where you can't because if you push in an area where the wind is going a certain direction, you can have major issues with the car and you can like lose the rear end or... You get this instability, and he was just saying you have to kind of adapt as you're going and make up for it in other areas of the lap, which is what you managed to do. So that was so interesting to hear that that you can think on your feet and figure that out and do that. And Bottas obviously struggled with that. So um, Vettel, who finished seventh, he said, "In the end, I didn't get the best out of the car, but it was just difficult because some laps it was good, and it was just coming, and other laps I didn't have the grip I had before. Shame I having a Q3, but that's what it is. Yeah, because he was looking really good, and then he just had a that issue in Q3 with the upshift, and then he had to, so then he had to push on that lap to try and make up for the time, and then had a few moments, a few miss." missed lines in corners and he had to abort the lap and that just threw him off and then he couldn't get his car into that window and you're so specific and it's such a fine line with these cars apparently so um yeah yeah cool anyway uh Everyone else, let's have a little flick through. Lando Norris says, I'm happy with P5. It's my best qualifying. 
but he did express some surprise about their pace. We don't have any big upgrades. For whatever reason, it seems to be working very well. Hopefully, we can identify why and bring it to the next races. So this this um, track is a bit of a different track in terms of corner speed and aero requirements. So um, for whatever reason, their car, car's working really well here. But that doesn't exactly bode well for the rest of the season because it is quite an, a bespoke track in terms of aero requirements and mechanical grip but it, i think it just shows that the mclaren's got really good mechanical grip because apparently it's one of these laps there where a car with good mechanical grip can really benefit and do well so i mean it's good for them i mean having good mechanical grips is the best place to start and then you just go from there really so um science uh who's also drives some McLaren said it's good news we're bringing upgrades every race and the car is responding it feels alive let's try and keep it for tomorrow so that's good um Renault yeah I mean Ricardo did well half a second down on Norris so they're getting there though I mean everyone's putting loads of pressure on them because it's their home race and they were expecting more this year but I think they knew this year was going to be difficult and maybe they were actually expecting too much. And in Formula One, it's very hard to find time. And, you know, they've just got this new team going in terms of with Ricardo and, and Hulkenberg, and that's kind of working well. They're pushing each other. Ricardo's just starting to find his feet and getting comfortable with the car, and they're starting to find areas of the car to improve. And they're getting there, but I think this year's going to be a hard year for them, and they knew it was going to be. So... I don't think they should put too much pressure on themselves. They're doing well. I think in the next few years, they're going to have a very strong team. Um, they're going in the right direction. They're putting money into it. They're getting good people in. So I think they're going to... Um, yeah, I think they're going to do well. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's good, I think. So so yeah, good qualifying generally. Um, yeah, check it out if you can. It, it was quite a uh, interesting uh, session for sure. And, and like I said, just looking at the... Um, it's a really technical lap as well, so it's good good fun to watch. Um, let me just see if there's anything else that is going on. Um, sorry, tea break. Yeah, I don't think Bottas is particularly enjoying life at the moment, but he's got a really... Um, push to do well so there's a big article on the BBC site about how Bottas and Hamilton is working and how Bottas is finding it difficult and uh, just to race on that level to be up on Hamilton's level it's so hard and I was actually thinking about this the other day Nico Rosberg when he was his teammate that the level that those two got to for those few years where they were just totally dominant and it was just all about the spicy relationship between the two of them it's um, it was just incredible that I mean it just shows how good Nico Rosberg actually was I think and maybe a bit underrated because he pushed him the whole time and it was always really close and and he obviously managed to beat him in one of those years during that time and obviously that year it was a bit difficult for reliability for Hamilton but it's um, yeah it just goes to show how good Rosberg was and how quick he was so yeah just interesting just seeing how good Bottas is driving and how Hamilton's still managing to beat him and it's just um, hopefully Bottas can keep up what he's doing and claw it back a bit but he just needs to not get too disheartened by it because that's just going to he'll go in the wrong direction then so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens so yeah anyway anyway um, I think that's good 
I could waffle on a bit more, but I don't know what I'd fucking say. Uh, race tomorrow, uh, 11 p.m. it starts if you're in Australia. Um, but I'll probably watch that tomorrow. Well, I'll probably watch that tomorrow. It's on Monday, so I'll do the uh, review so Monday evening Australian time. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back then for a nice little... Uh, yeah, we'll for a nice little uh, summary of what's been going on. Should be a good race. I think there's going to be lots of passing from 5th down to 14th or whatever. That group of people, it's going to be it could be it's going to be chaos. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm still thinking I think Hamilton's going to win unless Bottas can get past from the start, but but Hamilton's been getting better starts. So that's going to be interesting. I think it could come down to Leclerc and Hamilton for the race win, I think which would be great to see. It would be good to see them racing each other. And it's and it's a it's a, lap, it's a lap that you can pass on, you can race each other. There's a few corners you can do some pretty good passing on. Watch out for Ricardo. I think he's going to be feisty tomorrow and he's going to want a good result for Renault and he's going to want to beat the McLarens for sure, whether he can get up into that top five and, and you know, come up to um, sort of uh, Verstappen and maybe um, into that fourth place or something. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And obviously you've got Vettel who's going to be fiery down from seven and looking to progress through the pack so um yeah i think it's going to be a good race it's going to be interesting so yeah definitely check it out if you can and uh yeah thanks for tuning in that was pod, uh, harmonic whiskey tales email me at podcast at harmonic whiskey tales if you want to get in touch and cheers for listening if you're enjoying it get onto itunes and give me a nice review or tell your friends um we'll be back with some rants and current events next week i think i've been kind of the last few weeks been so busy with work i've been neglecting it so i'm going to try and get back into the habit of um doing it every couple of days at least so so yeah tune in again in the week and we'll have a bit more of that going on and hopefully a little a good little social podcast happening next weekend um with a local sydney artist and the unicorn we're gonna get a have a few drinks and have a chat and that's going to be fun so yeah uh cheers guys and uh, we'll be back soon cheers